You're listening to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast on the Stitcher Radio Network. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of War. Resistance is futile. Yes, it's Jedi's trick. Flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, the podcast that covers all sorts of geekery cool things. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm Rick Moyer. You're listening to episode number 487 for Mother's Day, May 11th, 2014. And today, while I'm sitting in the pilot seat for Rico, who is on an away mission, I am going to interview a friend of the podcast here and a friend of some of you that listen, none other than Sebastian Pruth. Sebastian is responsible for the cool continuing mission audio program that you hear, and he's got a brand new one coming out, and I wanted to talk to him about that. So we are going to listen to the interview today. It should be a lot of fun. So get in your pilot seat, put on your seatbelt, Get ready for launch as we get into this week's subject, Sebastian Pruth, here on the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Montana. Her captain thrust generations forward in time. His crew? Pioneers that still believe one man can make a difference. Their mission? To boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek, the continuing mission. Based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. Produced by Sebastian Pruth and Patrick McRae. This episode, Cathedral in the Void. Written by David Raines. Well, with me today is none other than... A cool friend of the Treks and Sci-Fi audience, and my cool friend as well now, after the last few years we've been getting to know each other, none other than Sebastian Pruth. Hi, Sebastian. Hey, Rick. How you doing? 
Oh, I'm excited to talk to you, especially since I heard some news about uh, some of the projects that you've been working on. And when I heard about it, I got all interested and excited. And it's going to be fun to have you on the show today. Well, you know, I've been on Treks and Sci-Fi before, and I'm really excited to be back. And it's really cool to be with you because I love hanging out with you. That's where I first learned about you was on Treks and Sci-Fi. Rico did an interview with you. He said, hey, I met this guy. He's really cool. And it's when you lived actually in England. Now, you live in the States now, correct? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. Okay, but you you were in England when you were first uh, on Treks and Sci-Fi. So it was really fun to listen to the interview and get to know you and what you were doing. And then over the years, we've kind of you know talked back and forth. And so now we actually know each other, which is kind of fun. It's awesome. It's really cool. I've got to know a lot of people from the uh, Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. And um, it's really been really cool to kind of connect with everybody years apart like i got to know you know brian dunn i got to know kenny mitleider even kenny gave me my first job in television that's so cool that's right you guys have gotten together for dinner and everything yeah we've i've worked for him that's awesome yeah i worked uh with him on uh, guinness world records gone wild (laughs) guinness world book of world records gone wild (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) it was fun we got to do some really crazy stuff with some really awesome like stunts and people eating cockroaches and all sorts of fun stuff like that you only see on guinness world records that's awesome (laughs) that's very very cool well okay so i'm gonna let you tell a little bit about yourself before we jump into the subject today but uh you have been involved in so many different things but what do you think most people know you from i'm probably best known for star trek the continuing mission uh, because it had the probably the widest reach of the stuff that I have worked on, uh, and you know, and, and I think exactly, rightly so. Yeah, what exactly was that? Now, Star Trek: The Continuing Mission is a audio series produced uh, for download online, uh, iTunes, all that kind of stuff, uh, which is kind of like where you close your eyes if you were watching Star Trek. So, if you were watching a show and you just close your eyes, what do you hear? And that's, uh, cool. that's how we tried to produce the show. And we well, you know, s- that's what that's what I grew up on. I'm I'm a lot older than you are, but I remember recording Star Trek episodes on my little Montgomery Ward's recorders, tape recorder, Montgomery cassette Wards. recorder, and playing it back when I went to sleep at night. And I would listen to Star Trek a lot. Actually, I listened to Star Trek more than I watched it when I was a kid. And it's I know exactly what you're talking about. Audio dramas are really cool, and especially with the technology that's out today. You can do so much more with it than what we could back in the day. Well, so once you get open a multi-track editor and you you put your vocal tracks in there and your your second person in the scene and then a music track and a sound effects track and another sound effects track and then fifteen other sound effects tracks. Yeah, because <laughs> you know and all you in have, stereo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have your bridge ambiance sound if you're on yeah. the bridge. The red alert. The, the Romulans yeah. phasers. The Romulans voice. The the sound of the engines. Yeah. The sound of the engines the music everything and you have to have it all playing at the right level so that it all doesn't sound like a cacophony of sound right not a bunch bunch of mush but it uh well i've heard your stuff and i think it's fantastic so thank you i'm I'm really looking forward to what i'm about to say and that is uh that you have decided 
to continue the continuing mission. Which <laughs> the is continuing kind of exciting. mission is, is continuing, yeah. <laughs> well, now, you put out, how many shows did you put out? And tell us a little bit about why you decided to revive the show after it was off for so long. Uh, well, we did uh, seven episodes, which were hour-length audio movies, uh, which were kind of uh, following a serialized storyline. Uh, all the way up into the episode "We Will Control All That You See and Hear," which um, was the the David Raines story, which completed the David Raines arc, which he had written. We were calling the Sword of Romulus trilogy, and cool. once that completed, uh, they did another episode called Earth, um, which I was not involved with the production of. Uh, I did not work on that at all, and um, and then the show kind of went into a dormant period. And the website kind of expired and, and, and folks went their separate directions and, and the show was no longer available. And so it was uh, a couple of years where if you wanted Star Trek The Continuing Mission, they were downloading it on the Pirate Bay. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, they were torrenting the show. You disappeared for a while. Wow. So you decided to bring it back after... Um... What, I mean, what prompted you to, to start it again? It's a really, really cool story because at the end of last year, I suddenly had this need to, re, to, to re get the show back because I knew that Cathedral in the Void, another David Rain story, a great one, had been recorded yet never produced. That, oh, we had all the lines, everything was recorded, everything was done. But there was never any production done to get into from just a straight up voiceover lines into an episode. Oh, interesting. So I made contact with Patrick McRae and he and I had been talking since late last year off and on. We really need to get this done. This has to be done. But, you know, um, the other producer involved, uh, Andy Tyra, who also helped create the show with me. Um, he was my co-creator. Uh, the... Um, his his real life kind of was just too intense for him to be involved with it. I mean, it requires a lot of time, and you oh, cannot. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I don't think I don't think pe most people realize, <clears throat> being an audio producer myself, they don't they do not realize the time and the the equipment and the talent that it takes to do it. It's it's not you don't just wake up one morning and go I think I'll put out a Star Trek drama today and then have it done by that evening. It doesn't happen that way. It's like a 6-month process to do mm -hmm. one episode from the the moment we say, "Well, we'd like to do an episode about this" to actually having it be available for right. for for everyone to listen to. Which which makes you appreciate it more when you realize how much work goes into it. One of the things that as I've been listening to the show again over the last few weeks, because I went back and listened to them, uh, partly because uh, it was like I need to listen to the show to remember what it was about. Like right. what, what were the little things? I remember all the big stories, but what were the little things we were doing and how, how, how were the relationships going and right. you know, all that kind of stuff? Because when you work on it, you don't have the same relationship with it that you do when you're a fan or when you're listening to it. Because sure. when I work on a show, <coughs> I'm working with the editor or whoever to, they would send me an act and I would listen to the act with no music and very few sound effects. And I'd say, okay, the timing is right for the vocals. 
Let's move on to doing sound effects. So here's some more sound effects. Here it is with some music. What do you think of this music? What do you think of that music? Right. Okay, well, this act is done. Now let's move on to act two. And you go through the process again. And then at the end, you listen to the whole thing if you can bear to. i know how that goes and if you can bear to listen to something that you've worked on for months and then you go okay i think it's at the point where you know we just need to fix this fix this change the timing on this on you know what i've really decided i don't like this music let's swap it out and change it with this and by the time you're done with all of that messing around you're and that production it's it really is just this this intense production who's you don't want to hear the show yeah. who's your main <laughs> actual editor that uh that puts all the stuff together well before um before uh the episode that we're on right now um co-creator and producer andy tyra okay also did all of the sound work with some help from tim renshaw and another guy who was working on the show they would string some lines together and send them to andy but right. he did all of the complex production and the sound effects and the music. He even wrote music for it. I mean, wow. he was he was doing oodles and oodles of production, which is right. what probably caused him to just, you know, I, I can't do this and have a life. Right, right. But, we you know, we have a new guy who's um, raring to go. I don't know how long he's going to last because this is such an intense grind. Intense project, but, uh, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's come in and he's really exciting. I'd love to tell you all about him. Oh, very, very cool. All right. Um, how about the cast? Who's coming back? Uh, do we have the same people on the cast this time? Uh, well, pretty much. Uh, there's a couple of actors who have dropped away. We had a guy, a very talented actor called uh, Gabriel Diani. He played Dr. Kyle Wilson, our Section 31 kind of crazy weirdo doctor. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he he's actually not going to be returning. Uh, he His real life as an actor on TV is interfering with being in wow. a free show. So, you oh, know, sure. his, his career is taking off and great. And I'm glad it is. We're actually bringing in a really talented guy um, who previously guested for us on an episode called The Darkest of Thoughts. He played Psytok, uh, oh. the crazy Vulcan. Yeah. And uh, he is going to be uh, replacing Gabriel as uh, Dr. Wilson. Charles Miller, he's a phenomenal actor. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. So the people who we're losing, we are bringing in people that will take on the roles and do just as well, if not better, and do it, you know, to the best of their ability. Even if it's a little different, it's going to be great. I'm really excited about all the new people that are coming in. Oh, that's going to be great. That's that's good. Okay. Um, you're doing the show now in 2014. The last time you produced a show was in 2010. Yeah. Four years <laughs> difference. Technology has changed. What's different now about doing the show? When we started with Ghost Ship, that was 2007. I mean, that's seven years ago. And then you said, you know, 2010 was the last episode I did. Even then, it's different because... You know, iPhones had just come out in 2010. Yeah. Now, you know, everybody's an iPhone user. Everyone's on Twitter. Everyone's on Facebook. And, you know, I'm holding up my iPhone, by the way. <laughs> so am yeah. I. I'm wagging my iPhone in the air. That's right. <laughs> so it's like uh, there's so much more like 
connectivity even more than there was in 2010 and especially more than there was when we started because right. Twitter and Facebook and ever and, and it exploded the huge community that's online which is just all coming back to continuing mission now and it's like wow we can leverage these things to get more people to listen to the show yeah and make more people aware of it mm -hmm. I, I went and I signed up a new uh, Twitter account for continuing mission the other day so now we are on Twitter and people are already following us and it's awesome it's, it's amazing how are they doing that you know? that's awesome <laughs> that's really cool so if you want to follow us on Twitter it's uh, at Star Trek TCM like the continuing mission so you can follow us right there <coughs> excellent good okay um What's the response now that the show is available for everybody again after it was gone for a while? It's been really cool because I went back and I was looking. We had an email account uh, where there were some emails coming in that weren't getting answered. As I mentioned, people had kind of gone, you know, they kind of disbanded. So the email account, which we all checked, wasn't getting a whole lot of um, attention. There right. was tons of emails in there. When's the next show? I love the show. I love what you're doing, Star Trek. You're keeping Star Trek alive, and it was the outpouring of support from the fan base has it's been probably so very awesome. It's very encouraging, and not to mention Facebook has been. People are thronging to the Star Trek Continuing Mission Facebook group every day. It's like approve 15 new members, approve, 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 and these people are just coming to listen to the show and and to enjoy it and to be part of it. And what's so exciting is that there's there's still an interest in doing this and if when cathedral in the void comes out and they like it and maybe we get a few thousand people listening to it i'm hoping to do another one well here that was my next question is uh, what's next for the crew of the the crew of the montana the crew of i love you guys announcer he's all <laughs> the montana i can't do it justice like he does the crew of the montana well um if you think about your star trek history we're right mm -hmm. at the time, right before Captain Picard takes command of the Enterprise. Um, a lot of times later on in Deep Space and also in Voyager, they were talking about how that was the time of a war with the Cardassians. Right. There was the border conflicts with the Cardassians, specifically Setlik III and other things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that we could be seeing some shaking of the saber from the Cardassians. That would be really cool. And I think that we'll also be seeing some standalone episodes which uh, show our captain to be the hero that he really is. Okay. And um, possibly even some Klingons. Very good. Uh, coming back, I, they always say the most successful Star Trek is Star Trek with Klingons. So That's true. we should be seeing a, if, if we have a writer uh, that, that was uh, working with us last time, uh, David Raines, if he comes back, he's probably going to be. Um, working on that Klingon story. If not, we know we'll go a different direction, but I'm excited about anything that we could do because we have such a talented group of people working on the show. Oh, that's great. Well, I know with, with the Cardassians, um, when we saw them on Deep Space Nine, I thought it was, it's interesting because we, we got a lot of backstory about them um, from Deep Space Nine, you know, all the flashbacks and the history with Kira Norris and all that jazz. Uh, so we got this look at this, tyrannical you know lizard race that was uh 
you know, I mean, literally cold blooded. <laughs> you know, big the big neck bones, like and spoon the, heads, the spoon heads, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I think it would be fascinating to see, you know, their origins, their roots of of what they, you know, what they came from and why they are the way they are. That would be really interesting to find out. Well, I always loved Mark Alemo's Gul Dukat. Uh. One of the best characters ever. That guy is a great actor. Oh, my gosh. He's brilliant. And he is. If I could have anything on this show, I would love to have the prefect of Bajor oh, in an episode. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it be fun to do an episode where we could have him saying oh. all those things like, I'm, I'm a nice man. I'm doing the best I can. And then just going <laughs> and having people killed. Oh, man. And he, was, he was so such a torn and man in his own convictions what was your favorite scene that he ever did in deep space nine my favorite scene with ducat was the episode waltz where he and cisco are around the campfire after uh after they uh escape from a ship which is blowing up together right and they they um they have it out and Avery Brooks is brilliant, and and Marco Lemo yeah. is is matching him, shot for shot, toe to toe. He is, he is a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I think what, the most poignant moment for me with him was when he dropped the the baseball. Remember when he went nuts and he's he's in a fetal position in the in the in the, in the jail the space station. Yeah, yeah, and and and, all, and he just finally loses it, and you see it drop, and the ball yep. just rolls. That was just like, ooh. And he says, I forgive you too. Yeah. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Creepy. Or when when, uh, Damar shoots his daughter. Oh, that was just crazy. And the thing is, you're hating that because it's like I I loved Zial. I thought I she too. was awesome. But she was awesome. How do we how are we getting on this rabbit trail? But it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's great. I love it. I mean, whatever you want, Rick. We'll talk about whatever you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tell me where people, if they want to, if they haven't already listened, which I I would imagine a lot of our folks here that listen to the show, but there's quite a few people that listen. So who knows? Um, where can they download the episodes that are currently out? And by the time we air this, is the, is the new one going to be out or is it going to? Well, um, without making to too many crazy promises that are scary, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I plan for Cathedral in the Void to be available for download May 10th, okay, 2014. So, all right. Well, then that's yesterday. If, if, if that's yesterday right now, then I, okay. I hope it's out. <laughs> All right. Okay. And so where do they do this at? How can they download the, the episodes that already exist and the new one? Well, um, Star Trek The Continuing Mission is available in two places. Uh, it will be available uh, most primarily on our website at StarTrekContinuingMission.com, okay. which is a great new website designed by uh, Matt Blondin. It is and, cool looking. I went and saw it. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, and um, the iTunes feed should be available by then as well. So you oh, should be good. able to pick it up off of your um, off your iPhone or if everyone if anyone even still uses iPods, it will be available on an iPod as well. Right. Well, I download all my stuff off of iTunes on my iPad and my iPhone, so that works. You know, m- might I suggest also if you can uh, one of the places that a lot of us are listening to our podcast now is Stitcher. So if you can get it on Stitcher, it's free. 
Hmm. You just have to sign up and fill in your URL and everything. Stitcher Radio. And it's cool because people can stream it that way. But I'll throw that out there to you. And who knows? It might be on there. I'll update it at the end of the program, and we'll find out if it is or not. I'm going, to, I'm going to go put it on there right right after we finish recording. Excellent. Very, very cool. All right. Now, um, people can – you already told people how to get a hold of you on Twitter. Uh, did you say the Facebook group? Do they, is there an address for that, or do they just type in Star Trek Continuing Missions? If, if you go onto Facebook, uh, you should be able to just search Star Trek The Continuing Mission. And there's two things. One, there's a like a Wikipedia link through Facebook. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what they do. And then also there's the group right there. Oh, good. So you can just click on that and then you can join the group and let's get a whole bunch more people on there. I would love to have a thousand people be on the group. I, I think it's only like a hundred right now. Oh, well, it'll go. It'll go quick. when Once people start spreading the news, start spreading the word. Start telling everyone That's you right. know. That's right. <laughs> well, this sounds really exciting, Sebastian. So I can't wait to hear it. I, I so enjoyed uh, the other episodes that you guys put out because they were so well done. And um, like I say, being a guy that does audio for a living, um, it was a joy to listen to your stuff because it was done right. It sounds good. It surprises you. You feel like you're immersed in the story. Sometimes I literally would go outside to watch the stars and put it on while I listened to my earphones. But I would get so into it, I'd close my eyes. And then I, I'm outside freezing but I'm listening to this awesome show. But you get lost in it, you know. When it's good audio, you really do get lost into it, and it's you're. It's like you're. That's the, the difference between television or movies and audio. Just audio drama is that you seriously can be immersed into it. Not you don't have to watch it. You're imagining parts of it, and that's really makes it quite right. entertaining. You, re- you really want to uh, exercise the theater of the mind. You know, it's yeah. like there's there's so much more that you could ever do inside your own imagination than can be accomplished with a green oh, screen. Absolutely. I mean, they're doing some pretty amazing things now. They but, are. They but are. there's nothing like your imagination. I mean, because, for instance, Captain Edwards looks different to me than he does to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, he, so we all know what Jean-Luc Picard looks like. He sure, looks like Patrick sure. Stewart. But, you know... If if you never saw him, we'd all think he looked different. Maybe you know different. And oh, can when you we first what started, this, would look like. Y- yeah, I mean, you'd never, you'd never, you'd just and think them like Vikings. Or yeah. m- maybe yeah. Data would be bubblegum pink. I don't know. Yeah, you or silver. <laughs> look like Robbie or the silver. Robot. Who knows? <laughs> but what's wonderful about the audio shows, and I think all of them do it. And I don't really listen to, I don't really listen to a lot of audio shows. I don't. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Wow. I mean, I don't I just don't find the time to ingest it. Right. But um, well, I always tell people um, they they ask me because I'm behind on so many different things, trying to stay up with everything. <clears throat> I always tell people when you're in when you're actually making the content, you can't listen to other content. Now, if I was just doing websites, well, I could do that all day, just listen to podcasts and stuff. But for me, I'm making music and doing voiceovers and commercials, and I just can't listen to something and do something at the same time. So I get behind on stuff, but I try to catch up when I can. Yeah, there's no, I mean, especially because it where I what my day job is intense as well. So it's like you know, you don't um, find the time to come home you get home at nine o'clock at night you're yeah, not you, gonna sit there might, and listen, you, yeah you're not gonna watch anything that requires a whole lot of um brain <laughs> commitment <power>. yeah <laughs> that's true well i'm very excited star trek the continuing mission 
Very, very cool. Okay, so let's switch gears for just a moment because I think you're a pretty fascinating guy myself. And well, I, I, you, you, um, <laughs> you have over the last couple of years introduced me to some really cool media that I've really enjoyed, and we've had some great discussions. And uh, I just find I find, you know, that you're a lot younger than most people would realize, but you have all this energy and all this uh, excitement for sci-fi and Star Trek and music and literature and stuff. So it's really fun to talk to you. Tell us a little bit about your life because you don't just do the continuing mission. Obviously, there's a lot more going on in your life than that. What what right now is happening? What's the other stuff happening? The other stuff happening? Well, there's a lot actually happening. Um, I live in Los Angeles, so um, you know there's a certain amount of obligation to just being a busy person by being yeah. amongst all these busy people. And this is why I live in Aberdeen. <laughs> So I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm part of the 405 rat race on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I guess when someone says, "Well, what do you do?" the best word I can come up with is, "I'm a producer." Because I make stuff, whether it's audio or video or written or whatever it ends up being. I produce it, therefore I must be a producer. Sure. Uh, so um, definitely right now, a creative type. Yeah. Yeah, and I like and I like to think that anything I do, which I get involved with, especially now that I'm working actually in television, I get to be creative in what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the first thing I should mention is uh, on a day to day basis, I'm, I, I work in reality television. Uh, so it's a little different from the last time I was on Treks and Sci-Fi because I was sitting in my bedroom in England and I hadn't really moved forward uh, beyond college and I was doing stuff all on my own uh, or online and I ended up moving to California about um, seven years ago. Wow, was it really that long ago now? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, seven years ago now. I'm feeling and... very old right now because I could have sworn it was only a couple of years ago. It really is, though, right? Seven is not that many in the grand scheme. Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, I started working in, in, in TV, and uh, right now um, I'm about to um, be one of the producers on a new show called Fa- – well, it's not the title, but it's based on the Fail Army YouTube channel which has got oh. millions and millions of subscribers. It's kind of like America's Funniest Home Videos, right. but all pain. Right. All right. It's like, ouch. <laughs> so we're working on that. We're about to start production, I think, in about three days. Wow. Uh, I'm going to be going and, you know, pulling those 12-hour days on the Monday through Friday and trying to make all that happen. Sure. And you mentioned um, the other stuff that's happening, and I'm just signed on to produce another audio show. Oh, cool. Uh, which is called um, Pirate Chronicles, tentatively. Ah. Uh, and the pirate are we talking? Cr- <laughs> we're talking arg now, right? We're talking arg and shiver me timbers and all oh, that kind of stuff. Awesome. <laughs> but it's a show called, um, tentatively called, the Pirate Chronicles, and uh, I'm working with a really talented oh, writer. Very uh, neat. We're going to be uh, producing this really, 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 really fun show led by a female pirate captain. Uh, oh, very uh, in, good. In the, in the in the late uh, 18th century, as she. Um, boldly goes where everyone has gone before on the ocean (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know what i haven't heard a good pirate audio drama in all i mean i just haven't 
I bet that's going to be really – not only will it be a challenge, but it'll – it sounds like a lot of fun, especially the premise of it. That's cool. Sebastian, you and I have a love for Star Trek. Whenever we talk, um, it's always fun because you're a lot more detail-orientated than I am. I've watched Star Trek so many times, it's like crazy. And I know you have too, but you remember details I don't. I just kind of like, whatever. And I just sit there and shake my head because you, you, you actually know what's going on and I don't. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we played a little bit of science fiction Netflix and uh, I had some uh, remastered versions of TNG that I got for some gifts and and uh, we sent them back and forth uh, so that you could see the behind the scenes stuff and and uh, share the blu-rays a little bit and we got to talking about this whole remastered thing and um, you shared something with me that I thought was really interesting um, we talked I wonder if they're going to remaster the Deep Space Nine series yeah it'd be nice if they do um, do a Deep Space Nine remastered uh, series and I think that there'll be a huge market for it they're probably just determining if the all seven seasons of TNG will make all the money that it needs to make right and it just has to make a certain amount okay so you live now though you were telling me you don't live very far from where they actually produce this stuff no I, I well I used to live in Burbank which was even closer but wow. um, now I um, yeah, I'm 30 minutes away from where they will um all be gathering in a warehouse and pouring over the film and well that's feasible then so you had shared with me perhaps you would like to maybe uh work on that project so how do you go about doing something like that well i would love it to work at cbs digital is the company behind um doing the remastered um cb i think it's cbs digital and they're doing a bunch of work but if you go to their website one of their flagship projects is star trek the next generation uh you know, no pun intended that it's their flagship project, like the <laughs> Enterprise D, but uh, they, they they did a phenomenal job with it. It looks amazing. Their attention to detail, their attention to the the, the sacredness of the material and, 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 and the fact that they respect it and they want it to be just as good as the first broadcast, only with a little bit extra work. Just extra work, not changing the work, just extra right. work. Right. And... Uh, I think if they do a Deep Space Nine, uh, they would do the same awesome job. And if I could be on that project as a as one of the uh, people helping that happen, I, I would love to do it. Well, hopefully you it. can get your foot in the door or get your name out there in that thing because that would be that would be so awesome. There's so many who's working on that kind of stuff. I you know Free DVDs. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I never thought about that, but 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 I was thinking of you know when you watch the behind the scenes stuff on the Blu-rays of TNG. There's just something about um, listening to Michael Okuda and the different people talk about the show and their passion for it. You, it's almost like you feel like you know these guys after you listen to a bunch of the interviews because I, I actually do the know these passion. guys. It's, it's so it's a little weird because I'm watching people that I personally know. No, yeah, on screen, and it's it's always weird when you see you're like, oh, there's Mike on TV, right. whatever. But you know, you know, it's that it's different from when it's someone, for example, watching Patrick Stewart. For me, it's like, oh my god, I would love to meet him. He would be so cool. <laughs> Probably he's my, my hero. Pants. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, because he's the like. For me, he's the best Star Trek character ever. Sure, so oh, he's Captain Picard. He's pretty awesome. And but you know, if um, you know, I'm watching TV. Doug Drexler's on there, and he's 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 extolling with passion about how wonderful Star Trek was and how it helped his career and stuff. It's wonderful to see that these folks are 
still a family and still still value each other's company and it is they, they want to be you know they want to be together i don't know about you but do you remember watching on the blu-ray the the uh, reunion of the tng cast and just listening to them as they they talk together again for have you seen that yet have i sh- have i shared I, that with you i think it's on season five Oh gosh. Okay. Well, that'll come to you then. I'll get that. You, you just moved, so we got. I got to get your new address so I can send it. It is. Uh, I don't know how to tell you. I mean, I sat there. I was really emotional because oh, I loved TNG so much, and it was so sad when it went off the air. And and I've watched the show so many times. When you when I sat, it was like I sat down in the living room with them because they sat down on couches, and the whole crew was there. Mm-hmm. And they and they shared stories and talked and I found myself laughing and crying and laughing yep. again and yep. and then being very touched, uh, especially some stuff that went on with Will Wheaton. Uh, and you'll see it; it's it's just so well done. And you just you have this com- camaraderie with people that well, I don't know any of them, but it feels like I do. You know, it's just so funny. Well, what's I think what it is is these people have been part of your 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 entertainment. Your they they, they come into your living room through your yeah. television, yeah, and it's like you you start to feel like uh, a certain amount of attachment to the people sure. Sure. as characters, and then when you start to get into the behind the scenes stuff, and you read behind the scene books, and you watch right. interviews, and you pour over the materials. It's 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 like you start to feel like you have a real understanding of what these people are actually like. You right. Know, you know you right. know them as Captain Picard, and then you know a, t- a ton of things about Patrick Stewart. You know, I know where he was born. I know right. about his father because right. I watched that show about when he right. found about who his dad was, and when he's tearing up at talking about learning about his dad. It I'm makes, tearing up. I know, thinking, I know. My God, I, I I love this guy. And and the thing is, you really don't know these people at all. And I think right, it's right. a testament to just how incredibly well they relate to the camera. I mean, yeah. when they, they they don't have to look at the camera, but the, they're so at home with it, you feel like you're in their presence. And I think that really yeah. says something about them. It does. It really does. That's pretty cool. All right. Um. Before we go, I want to get your opinion. Since you're a producer guy and you kind of hang out and do those kind of things, um, when you first heard that they were going to remaster the original series, what was your initial reaction to that? The original series. I have two reactions to it. My first reaction is awesome. They're going to make it slightly more accessible for new audiences to right. be able to relate to the 50-year-old material. Right. My other reaction is, oh, Paramount is again trying to gouge the fans by making them <laughs> buy more stuff, which they can't resist. Right. Uh, because it's it's like a drug. You go, oh, my God, new Star Trek. I know. And it's not uh, Voyager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So. It's like, oh, no. Okay, I, you know I, I think the the and remastered you, is good stuff. What did okay? Well, they the first they remastered were the movies. Mm-hmm. They they did that big project where they you know you had to buy the new DVD that had the remastered version of it and had new scenes like Star Trek motion picture had the Starfleet Academy and uh, not Academy Starfleet headquarters in San Francisco. I mean they re embellished it with you know the tram and more things and well there was a bunch of different things that they did and it really did i thought the scenes on vulcan and stuff were just awesome 
just really made it a lot better. But when they said they were going to do the one from, you know, the original series, I thought, what? How are they going to do this? Because it's so dang cheesy when you watch the original original. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they really, I felt like they really rocked it. And you know what happened is, I eventually started recording them off of the Dish Network on Saturdays. They would play a new remastered version, you know, every Saturday, and I I recorded them all like that. Um, and and now of course they're available on iTunes, and you know you can get that stuff everywhere now. But okay, they did that, and they I thought they did a really great job. I think uh, Journey to Babel was pretty amazing. The shuttlecrafts and the the even the Gorn episode mm-hmm. when the Gorn blinks his eyes now, which is like wow, that's pretty cool. Even though he still looks like he has yeah anyway a rubber suit. Yeah, I actually got to see that rubber suit at the at the. Or at least a copy of it. I'm not sure if it was the real one at the uh, at the Star Trek experience. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I missed the Star Trek experience. No, no, no. You can't say that. Did you really? <laughs> Did you really? Because you're like an Uber fan. No, and I you... no, I miss it. Oh, I th- I was gonna say I didn't didn't think you actually missed no, it. No, I, I have a story I can <sighs> tell if you want. Can I? Can I? Can I'd I love to because that was one of my favorite places on earth. Uh, I really miss the Star Trek experience. Uh, it was Ugh. a magical, magical place. It was. It, it was. Really I, was. I try to explain this to people, and they don't get it. I mean, if you Disneyland didn't get to see for it, Star Trek. Yes, yes, but even better. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. For the moment you walked in, there was an atmosphere of discovery and excitement, and even sitting in the bar and having lunch, it was magical. The whole place. Even the gift shop was cool. You're, you're sitting in Quark's bar, yes. having having a warp core breach. Yeah, and uh, and along comes a Ferengi, and along comes a Ferengi to sell you something. Yes, yeah. And what was what? And, and I know this wasn't what everyone's experience was, but what was incredible when I went was I had just started continuing mission. Oh. so I called them because this is what I do, right? And I said. I just started this show. It, we were on CNN. How awesome is that? Right. I'd love to get a behind-the-scenes tour when I come. Oh, that's awesome. So they're like, oh, my God, you, you, the manager will be there when you get there. Just go see him. So I got there. He came out. It's like, do we need to pay? Absolutely not. In we went, and oh. he took me onto the bridge of the Enterprise. And oh. I tell you, he took me on the thing. He let me go on the ride on my own. So I, I got to experience the whole thing without like a bunch of people there. Right. And, and I'm standing on the, I, I tell you, <laughs> it was hard for you not to swear right there. Wasn't I, it? I, I, no, no. Like I was like tearing up I know, because I, I walk know. onto the bridge of the enterprise and I'm yeah. standing there and I'm with a friend who is not a fan. Oh, so I'm tell, and I'm telling him, I said, you don't understand what it is like to be here. Yeah. This is like being inside a dream. Yeah. Because you are sta- I'm standing somewhere that doesn't exist. It does right. not exist. Right. And I and I sat in Riker's chair and I sat in Picard's chair <sighs> and I sat in Data's chair and I stood where Worf stands and I stood yeah. where Geordi stands and Wasn't I was it like, the best? Wasn't it the best? <laughs> it was I know. The and the sounds ever. and the textures and the 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 ambience. Amazing. Amazing. So, what was the the funnest, the most fun thing was sitting in the captain's chair and the guy who was in command of the place, the manager, his name was Chad. And he said to me, he's like, so he goes, he goes, do me a favor. He says, say red alert. So I said, red alert. And he goes, beep. 
and then the thing goes red and the room starts flashing and and, and this view screen comes on there's a, a Klingon bird of prey like and it was in nerd, front of me and your dream so cool. come true right there <laughs> it was it was painfully amazing to just just be there and then also go on the Borg ride and walk Ugh. through the corridors that were actually like you were on yeah. the Enterprise that it was, was so I cool. know I know I I think the uh, the very first time I went on the Klingon experience, um, a Klingon encounter, I think it was called. Uh, we stood in line for a long time, and this big, tall guy played a Klingon, and he was walking through with his, you know, snarling at us and stuff. And we we poked fun at him, and he, of course, stayed in character. All the all the folks there stayed in character. They did a great job. Oh yeah. But but I'll never forget getting on the the Klingon encounter thing, and the the experience of being beamed up to the Enterprise. <laughs> it, the first time I did it, I, I literally had to stop myself from losing it because it was so dang cool. Well, they lift that door, I oh, think, right, and oh, then you're, yeah, you're you're in the transporter room. They're like, "Welcome on board the Enterprise," and you're like, and you're what? standing in the transporter room, well, and well, you're like, after feeling this weird whoosh of wind and everything going black, and and then having this weird ex- feeling, like this tingly feeling, and, and the sound, of course, yes, and the sound is there. All of a sudden. There they are. There you're standing in the transporter room. It was weird, man. And I sat there and went, "How the heck did they do that?" <laughs> you know, I finally found out how they did it. But, but the first time I went through, I didn't know. And and uh, I I subsequently went on the ride six seven times because I loved it so much. And the the getting in the shuttlecraft and the that was what I was about to say the shuttle uh, was amazing. Like the, the the like you're looking and it's it's like a roller coaster ride. And yeah. You're, you're going on the shuttle and, and it was rough. I mean, you, you we seriously, I got sick and... to my stomach one time. No, I mean, I didn't actually get sick, but I got queasy. Oh yeah. And Amy had to take Dramamine. Really? You know? Yeah, because she didn't like that the the motion on it. And finally, she went and got her hair done, and I went on the ride more times. You just want to stay there all day. You never want to leave. I did stay there all day. You don't I did. Want to leave. And my wife was like, "What are you doing?" And then the next day, we were supposed to go see relatives. I let her go, and I went back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, why, why? I, I have no imagine. Like, it's not hard to know why you did that because when yeah. you're there, not only is it totally cool to be amazed, but yeah. everybody's feeling the same thing, and they're all just kind of. And when I was there, there was like no said, strangers, it, was there? There was, there's no strangers, yeah. and everybody was so nice and meeting everybody and getting yeah. pictures with everybody, yeah. and you know, like all the behind the scene actors, and I was telling them about the show and what we were doing, and they were just. They're all Star Trek fans, and they were just eating it up, and they were like, oh, my God, that is so freaking cool what yeah. you guys are. And, and I got to talk to this guy dressed as a Borg. Yeah, And awesome. he's, like, standing there, and he's a Borg. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. And he's I like, know. yeah, I'm, I, 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 he's having a Coke. You know, he's, like drink, he's drinking yeah. a Coke as a Borg. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was so sad, though, to hear that the older Kling, Klingon that I really loved... He, I mean, he. We stood and talked. He had such a dry sense of humor. Oh, he's hard to deal with, huh? He was a little, he was a little he, scary at first. Yeah, he, didn't, he thought but he I might really, kill you. After you know? a while, I would go back and talk to him because he was so knowledgeable, yep. and really was fun to talk to. But um, he was uh, murdered. I just saw an article where he um, got uh, somebody he was broke murdered. Into his, That's yeah, terrible. They broke into his home and and he died. And I was just really sad because he was such a great guy and uh, kind of rippled through it. Just a couple few days ago I heard about this. So it was like, uh, oh, how sad. Because those folks were so um, 
you know, into it. And I don't know about you, but uh, I know you you got to see the behind the scenes stuff. I actually had to pay for it, but yeah. uh, they gave me the, they finally had a tour when they were going to close. You know, they decided to go ahead and let people have a tour. You just paid extra. They put a little badge around you and took you on the tour, and you got to see the behind the scenes of the simulator. We're using oh. Windows ninety five to run the ride, you know, and got yep. to go down the hallway where they had the pictures up on the on the thing that the other people didn't get to see, uh, pictures of the Enterprise and different things. And then uh, we got to see the makeup room and meet some of the folks in the back and get on the bridge and stand there and play with stuff, you know. It, it was a lot of fun. It was it was re- it was really cool, but. It, it's just it really was a magical place and it's just too bad that they don't have anything like it well they were i i, I know that you're uh it, they were talking about it just a couple of weeks ago there's going to be a new star trek location i think in spain i hear yeah my wife said i guess we should start to learn spanish I, I'm going. I'm going to the Star Trek uh, event in Spain. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I hope they have another thing like that because uh, uh, I don't know. I actually went, you know, I wouldn't normally go to Las Vegas, but on my uh, 36th birthday, my friend Buddy Van Brunt took me to the, that's before they had the, the Borg experience at the 4D. And so we they had two of the same rides going on at the same time. So they had two Enterprise bridges, two simulators, the whole thing. You know, it was pretty cool. Uh, and you just got in one of the line, one of the two lines, and then they told Star Trek trivia, and you got to you know do all these funny hmm, things while you stood in cool. line. But but I, I'll never forget going down there to Las Vegas for that and a Striper concert. Well, you know, I should I should, I, I should probably uh, mention something else while we're talking about the experience, and that is the Enterprise D new Starship project, which Talk is that which is that um, being run by uh, Houston Huddleston, which is that whole project to restore a working model from the Star Trek experience stuff of, oh. of the bridge of the Enterprise D. Great idea. Which is, this, which is this huge project, which has raised a lot of money uh, over the past couple of years, and it's actually going to happen. Wow. And they're going to have this museum with big models of the Enterprise and the Battlestar Galactica, and it will be a place to go and learn about space. And, 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 and it's a really cool project. And what was awesome for me was where I used to live in Sherman Oaks, um, uh, in, in Los Angeles. Um, I, one day I was talking with Houston on, on the internet and I said, I live on blank street. And he's like, Oh, oh you do. And I was like, yeah, he, he, where do you live? He goes, well, I, I live on that street too. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, I live, you know, just past, uh, the street. And, and I was like, Oh my God, I think you're like a quarter of a mile away. <laughs> So he, I'm like, let me just get in my car and I'll put it in. So, so I got in my car and I drove over and he's like, and here's all the bridge pieces. Oh my god! So here's the captain's chair. Here's the tactical station. No way. In his ha- I walk into his house no and it's a way. mecca of the experience pieces, which he rescued god. from, from, you know, from the, the whole story where he rescued all these things. So right. I, I spent, you know, a couple hours with him chatting about the project. And oh I try to keep up with him and what he's doing. I think it's an absolutely amazing, 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 awesome project to, uh, to, to actually restore the bridge of the enterprise D. Oh, and, uh, cause you know, wouldn't it be cool to go there and shoot a fan film? Yes. Or just stand on it again to have, <laughs> I wish other people had that experience that I got because it really truly was one of the coolest I know people get all over me and they think I'm weird and everything, but whatever. It was really one of the coolest times ever. 
I, I, I felt at home in that place, and it was so much fun because I've watched so many times the show. It was so cool to stand in that place and just imagine what it would be like. And it was just great. It was it was really a dream come true for me. And I'd love for other people to be able to experience that. Well, the, the other part of it was also that it it brought people from everywhere. Yes. From all over. I mean, because there are so many Star Trek fans from in all Germany of life, yes. and in Japan and, and, and people who are disabled, who see yeah. Star Trek as a way to, you know, be um, to be, I guess, like everyone else or not so much. Maybe not even like everyone else. They just forget about. But their they, they get to forget for about yeah. the disability because yeah. they can dream the world yeah. of, of Star Trek, where it doesn't matter if if you're disabled, yeah, or or if, or if you're different in any way, because that doesn't matter in Star Trek. And that attitude had a macrocosm in Las Vegas. In fact, for a diversity is celebrated. Yeah, it it really is, yeah. and and yeah. I think that yeah. that's something that. If they could bring that back just for another year, people, I mean, I think people are happier when they're, when they're uh, watching Star Trek and uh, I think Star Trek fans are happier people. I agree. I agree. Uh, there is something about them. I know this sounds weird, but, uh, you know, for many years I was a pastor of a church and you, know, you would get together at different church functions and there was, we all had in common, you know, our belief in God. Well, it was very similar to the same feeling that you had when you got together with Star Trek fans because we had that in common. We knew the show. We loved the characters. There and and you know what? I've never met a rude Star Trek fan. I've never met actually I've met some rude church people, but I've never really had a bad experience with a real true Star Trek fan. Isn't that weird? Well, it is I I, I guess probably because you haven't done a lot of Star Trek uh stuff. Yeah, on that you haven't met a are there wide some, some, variety some, of Star Trek fans. Are there some rough ones out there? <laughs> oh, there was this one time uh, <laughs> when I was walking down the street. Uh, actually, it was probably like sometime in 2008, and I was with a friend of mine, and he's like six foot six tall and six foot six wide. He's a bouncer. Oh my! <laughs> He's the sweetest guy. He's such a clever dude. Um, um, but he was there, and this guy, I could see him from 25, 30 feet away. Oh no! And he has on a leather jacket with a com badge, <laughs> <laughs> and I think some other Star Trek. Um, uh, paraphernalia or whatever pins yeah. you know right, like right. like the the symbol with the with the feathers around it you okay. know the, the, yeah the united federation of the planets, planets. And, yeah you and, and and i guess his jacket had that symbol on the back it was like embroidered <laughs> <laughs> so this guy sees me from 30 feet away and i guess because we had just been doing all of this publicity on for for star trek for continuing right. mission and for CN, on cnn and about.com all those bigger places with he recognized you he recognized me oh my not a good time not a good recognize though he, oh no he like he like runs over at full tilt like <gasps> towards me and my bouncer friend gets between me and him because he's running so fast right and he puts his hand out and it's like a car a cartoon moment because he just kind of like hits <laughs> right. his hand and he, the guy's still he's, going he's like still running against his right. hand and he's like hey i i just want to he's like go away just go away but it, it was the wrong way to approach someone and it was that that was the only negative experience i have ever had <laughs> with a star trek fan <laughs> 
Well, I would imagine it takes all kinds, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, can you imagine the kinds of people? I mean, oh yeah, some, you know, the, the, some really crazy people in this world, and oh, yeah. you know, especially folks that will stay at home all day and watch TV and get so right. involved in something, and then they think they know them, and then they think, you know, I mean, look, one of those people tried to kill the president, right? You know, like you right. know, Ronald Reagan when when uh, she he was so obsessed with Jodie Foster, he tried to kill the president. Yeah, it's like what. I mean, <laughs> that, that, so, so that that was math that was um logical to him so you like jodie foster so you kill the press <laughs> you know, it's like, one one last question before we go uh, and i think this has been a great interview and a lot of fun to catch up with what you're doing and what's going on um why do you think um why do you think that people still get together at star trek conventions why do you think star trek's still going strong coming up on its 50th year well, that's a that's that's a big question. I, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that, but um, um, Star Trek is timeless because generally Star Trek takes place in our future. So it's not like we're looking back on something which is getting further and further away. Right. Star Trek is always looking forward. So you know, even even Captain Kirk and Mister Spock were in our distant distant future even you know scott bakula uh, on his ship he was in a in the distant future from us yeah and it's still something for everyone to strive for and you know it, people um starfleet officers you know they patrick gave that really great speech in that episode you know the first duty of every starfleet officer is the truth scientific truth personal truth it, you know historical truth whatever the truth is you know he gave that huge speech right and it really kind of hit me where it's like you know these people are noble people you want to be like jean-luc picard i know right. he's a little dysfunctional and he doesn't have a uh, he doesn't have kids and he wants kids and all that kind of stuff but he is a great man yeah you want him either as your dad or you want to be him Right, you you you're like oh my god, and I think that that's what it makes Star Trek endure because these people are timeless. You can all, uh, Leonard Nimoy says on his Twitter all the time he calls himself Grandpa. Yeah. He wants people to call him Grandpa. He you know it, there's there's something about all these people, the characters and the actors, which you're just drawn to them and there's no, nothing is going to stop that. I mean, even when, you know, you know, William Shatner and Leonard, they're in their eighties. I mean, these, yeah. these, these guys are not going to last forever. Yeah. But I even, even want to think about you it. know, when they do, you know, move on, they will be remembered so fondly. It will be like a saint. Yeah. These people yeah. are, they are up there and yeah, i yeah. think 50 years is nothing in the in the face of of such legend yeah yeah that's good well thank you again sebastian this has been awesome once again how can people get a hold of you see more of your stuff well, if you want to check out Star Trek The Continuing Mission, which I recommend, I hear it's really good. Uh, it's, <laughs> it is. It is, actually. It's uh, um, com, And uh, on there, you can download all seven episodes. And as this is the future, uh, you can actually download all eight episodes, uh, including Cathedral in the Void, uh, which is awesome by David Raines. A real crazy story, which involves um, a crossover between love craft and star trek oh which is going to be an interesting uh, outing see how that does with you guys and see if you like it and follow us on twitter uh at star trek tcm like 
the continuing mission. Follow us on Facebook. If you want to have a, if you have an idea for a story or you want to pitch a script or you want to pitch a character or you're a voice actor and you desperately want to be on Star Trek, just uh, send us an email, uh, continuing mission at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if, if, if it's right and it works, uh, we'll get back to you and make it all happen. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it's always a joy to talk with you, Sebastian. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Have a good one. Trucks in Cyber.